Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Open Conversations. On today's show, I welcome my guest, Ama Santawa, also known as Poetra. Um, so today's show, we talked about her living in Chicago and adjusting to living in the new city and getting new friends and everything else, and how the lockdown is actually affecting her. And we also talked about the Ghanaian creative industry and what's the deal with that, what's the trend that we're seeing and everything else. And we also talked about other stuff. So yeah, it was a really good chat, and I hope you like it. Enjoyed today's episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How's the sound? Are you? Is it my clear and loud? Oh yeah, you're pretty clear. Am I good? Okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm, the weekend has been good so far, thankfully. That sounds good. Yeah, how are things on your end? It's okay. The weather is nice this weekend, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, the weather is pretty nice here too. It was raining a couple of days ago, but now it's kind of mellow now. Mm. That's good. Good. So, how are you doing? How is the whole pandemic treating you right now? Well... I guess it's not as it's not as daunting as it was in the beginning, and by and by that I mean you know being locked down. Um, I think we are in our we've gone past the two month uh, mark of being in lockdown, so it feels less. Um, yeah, it feels less. Like you don't feel like you're like self-contained. Yeah. And, and more like, um, you know, settling into it and kind of trying to adjust to the new normal. Um, yeah, so I guess it's been a ride. It's been a ride. Yeah, adjusting. I, yeah, I can totally understand. I think they lifted our lockdown the last two weeks or so. And even because of that, I haven't left my house like to go into town. So I'm just still keeping inside my house. But people are trying to adjust now. They're trying to go to restaurants and other places. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Ghana's lockdown should have been lifted that soon. Um, yeah, that's what people but, say. Yeah, we're very stubborn, if you know us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's more than, you know, just stubbornness. There are lots of factors that play. But Yeah, people need to make money and they can't make money at home. Let's see how that goes. We just yeah. hope them. Um, anyway, the cases have spiked, and hopefully, it is the old infections and not you know the new ones from the the lockdown being lifted. But we could, we just have to wait and see. I guess I feel like the entire world is waiting to see. We're in a waiting period. Yeah, I think this period is just the waiting period. Let's see what happens and then we'll make our next move. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, even though I know we're all kind of locked down, we're all trying to be a bit creative. Like you've been creative. You put out a whole new video and stuff. Yeah. But to, fair, to be fair, that wasn't created during lockdown. Oh, <laughs> so that before. Like that's a little bit cheating. Yeah. It wasn't created during lockdown. It was created before. Oh. Um, yeah so that that's a, a little bit of cheating so but yeah i guess i have been trying to and i feel like everybody has been trying to kind of take the good and the bad and kind of make something out of it now um which is i think the thing i've been trying to do during this lockdown is not beating myself up when i'm not i don't feel like I'm, there's no energy to do anything yeah and it goes on for days like I was just like, I've been mixing up the days this entire week. When it was Thursday, I thought it was Friday. When mm -hmm. it was Friday, I thought it was Saturday. And it's just like, I'm just like, what day is this anyway? And it just, it just feels like everything is mashed up together. And, you know, just trying to not beat myself too much when I realize that I'm losing track of time. But just when I realize that that's happening, I just seize the moment and take an inventory of where I am and what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, about the whole day mashing thing. It's yeah, every day every day just feels like the same old day like the yesterday. Like yesterday I thought it was Saturday, but today is Saturday. <laughs> yeah, same. Very, yeah. very same. Yeah. But have you been able to be creative during this period, even though you know you're kind of like, you know, in quarantine hmm. in a way? Yeah, I think I think I'm trying you know to kind of be creative which is I have I have been thinking because I worked on the EP and the videos and a and a few videos for the EP before the lockdown so that doesn't count but it wasn't the entire information and I I wanted to create more visuals Mm -hmm. um so I set up I set up my room as like a a stage and I shot home videos by myself which was a lot because i fell down like 10 times and (laughs) and i had to i had to paper up my wall because i wanted a different background um yeah i'm finding that i'm being forced to be creative and i know that that doesn't sound cute but it's also a good thing (laughs) it's also a good thing because i'm having to think um when i didn't have a tripod i was like how can i make this phone stand on its own what can i use to support it or like which how can i get more lighting if i don't have like the professional equipment etc so i feel like i'm being forced to be creative forced to kind of search for other people who have who had the same you know lack of resources like i did and how they used other things to achieve their goals so yeah in, in a sense i feel like i'm being forced to be creative yeah but can, it's, yeah. it's not it's not like in my line of work because i'm not i'm not i'm not a videographer i'm not a filmmaker <laughs> i'm not like any yeah so i feel like because it's not my line of work i i'm okay with failure i don't know if that makes yeah, sense because i good. know that this is not i'm not an expert in it i i'm not expecting to be great at it but when i'm great at it i'm super happy about it yeah so yeah, I can totally relate to the whole being creative and doing new things. Like, for instance, this podcast, like, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I've always kind of been lazy about it. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of been forced to do for right now, like my setup is basically a small microphone using the zoom to record the audio. And then this little open mm-hmm. software I use for editing the audio. And then that's it. Because in the beginning, I wanted to like go to an actual recording studio and do the recordings mm-hmm. from there and start the podcast. But now it's like, eh, let's just do what we have. If it works, it works. We can fine tune it yeah. and just go work. Yeah. I like that luck makes us creative sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we're being kind of being pushed into a corner and we have to like figure out, okay, how do we make this work even though we're not really, you know, given the necessary tool that we want. Yeah. I feel like that's the memo for Ghana creators or African creators like we don't have a lot of especially like the 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 arts I think we don't have a structure that we can kind of follow so we have to make things work um yeah yeah I, I would say African creatives um it's so interesting because you guys in the industry don't have a lot of structure which is kind of sad because there's a lot of potential there and I feel like if there were structures you guys would be blossoming like worldwide way more than you are now yeah no structure um you have to make your own a lot of it is building from the a lot of it is boot camping Mm -hmm. and building from you know the ground I guess and it's been like that for a while um yeah, but there's this, so I don't there's, know. Yeah, I think yeah, it's been like that for a while. So. Yeah, but there's also this debate, right? It's like, okay, the creative guys are here. Who should build that structure? Is it the government, or should it be like, you know, the creative form their own coalition and then try to get the business or private sector involved? That's always been the debate. I think it definitely should be the government. Um, but so I was doing some research for. Um, some um, a journal that I've been working on, and I the the research I kind of went into a rabbit hole of Ghanaian 
education and Ghanaian music. And during Nkrumah's time, he set up an, a music, a, a Ghanaian music organization. And it was in two sectors. So there was, there was a sector for performance artists, mm-hmm. like people, live, perfor- live performers. And then there was a sector for anybody who, like now we would call them OT, right? So he kind of like, if, if you have um, a, a definite structure, like if you perform or like if you, you, your work is such that it tours or it moves stages, that's, that's different. And for instance, if you, if you produce or et cetera, that, that's, so he, he, he had two organizations or two sectors for, for that. But the mm-hmm. thing is, it was politicized. A lot of mm. the musicians would, you know, create content for CPP or for mm. Nkrumah. And so mm. when Nkrumah was overthrown, that was overthrown. Mm. And the, the perfect thing would have been if this wasn't a, a partisan, you know, approach. Right. The same way, like, if a government comes into place and builds a hospital, it's not only like NDC folks who are going to go into the hospital, it's yeah. not only MPP folks, it's going to be all sick people yeah and that's that's how it should be there should be like an organization um that's for all musicians and i know somebody would say oh there's you know the ghana music musical we all know that's 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 a white elephant i don't even yeah, think it qualifies that's, it. that's just like an empty vessel we know that the, it's not structured out to reach out or to be inclusive of artists especially young artists mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i think i think it should be because the government has the, the ability to reach all people, like an individual or a private institution, it will take a lot to say, I want to reach every single artist, at least to broadcast to yeah. every single artist to be part. But it's not, it's not like that. That's that thing that doesn't exist. And I definitely think it should be, it should be like a, a national thing that should be created to create some kind of structure to register or to take note um, and give identity to to these artists but yeah um i see some potential folks here who are in the creative industry and what tends to happen mm-hmm. is that there's no local structure here so what tends to happen is that if there's an international body that recognizes them they give them less support and then they go international and then they kind of make it, right? They get a mm-hmm. stage, you know, they get exposure, and then, then they get, like, compensated for what they're doing. And I'm asking, like, have you seen more examples of that? More examples of that? I guess. I guess. I think the examples that I have seen are usually artists who have made it big in Ghana. Mm-hmm. you know mo- like ex- most examples there are, there are a few people who so the thing about the, I think the first question to ask is what's your definition of, of made it right mm-hmm. and for most people it is oh you have to you know collaborate with a big American artist or a big I don't know um, international artist yeah. or you have to like the Grammys or like these award schemes are these big big stages right that's the definition of being made up but for personally i don't think that's my definition of having made it i think i think a definition of a successful artist is somebody who who has an audience right. who has a listening audience a streaming audience and a paying audience those those three things and if all this audience happens to be one perfect um and I think that comes in different different ways and in different um, methods. Um, so, for instance, I would say the people that the, the example you gave, like people who do it here and have made it. Yeah, I think I see most of the big artists, but we can also give an example of someone like Jojo Abbott, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Jojo Abbott was an artist, and in, in my definition, I would say I would say Jojo Abbott had had received some some recognition in Ghana, maybe not as big as uh, Mm -hmm, but like for the alternative audience or the underground audience, everybody knew her. So in a sense, I can't say she didn't have potential here or she wasn't received yet. And as far as it was left to the people, we accepted her, the audience accepted her before she moved to um, outside. And she's also created an audience there. Um, so yeah, I think even that she's having to make, maybe it would have, it, it is 
I don't know her personal experience, but it, it's possible that it, it was a little bit easier to to garner an audience in outside of Ghana than than it was for her when she was. That's because from from in Ghana it's like scratch work. You're yeah, just doing yeah. it by yourself. Yeah. But in in when you, for instance, in in Chicago, like the, there are existing structures, there are existing bodies, there are existing um, that you can you can tap into, that you can borrow or you can look after and do it. But in Ghana, everything feels like you're starting from scratch, even if you aren't. Yeah, that's true. It just feels like you're doing it from yeah, even if you aren't. Like most of the things that we're doing, it's not new. It really isn't new. It's just that it isn't, it's, it's not off the backs of someone. We have to like put in the effort all over again. Yeah. And so it feels like it's, it's from the beginning. But um, yeah, that's, so I think, I think, yeah, there are, there are scores of people, there are examples of people who will definitely have it a little bit easier, um, but they wouldn't even be counted as made it because our definition of made it is big stages. Mm-hmm. BT or music festivals, etc. But um, in the sense of have they made an audience? Do they have a, a listening, a streaming, a paying audience that they can tap into? Then I think that's also like something that we can look into. There are artists that we don't even know about who who have that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially about the compensation part. Like I always feel like creators, for instance, like yeah, sure they have like an audience sometimes, but do they have paying audiences? Like I know back in the day. Um, like most musicians, for instance, probably they get their CDs out and they make the sales from there and then they maybe move up to the stages. But now in this, I guess, this new streaming um, era, how do like the new musicians make money? Because nobody's buying CDs anymore. So how are they going to be compensated? Yeah. Um, so now, like what... I struggle to kind of compare between Ghanaian audience and like Ghanaian artists and American artists. Mm-hmm. But you know, for, for like the, the ways in which artists in general can make money is is one through merch. So merch, any any kind of merch, could be t-shirts, could be like any kind of merch, and through shows. So most most um, artists try to like kind of do shows. There's also I know that this is something that I know. For Ghana, a lot of artists, you know, do that. But I, I, I think it's actually less in, say, America. And if you do get those deals in America, it means you're a relatively bigger artist. Yeah. But in Ghana, like, there's a lot of, you know, brand deals, brand um, um, ambassadorial deals, etc. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that that artist yeah that's also like an income source for artists and it could even be from small establishments it could be something small as a restaurant or like one post or it could be as something big as a bank for like an ad or or you know those kind of things i think like brand deals is also something that Ghanaian artists especially if they have built an audience online to kind of you know feed off the backs of the, the audience and um yeah shows we don't we don't really have a touring culture no, i think i feel like the touring is always integrated in centered in in accra yeah or kumasi or takradi like the big cities but like we don't really have the touring culture um so but yeah so it's mostly shows and um i miss the cd days i feel like <laughs> so do personally I. I sold cds like every like when i had i have a release i remember um Mother Facitude, we sold, we sold like almost, we sold like 80% of our CD, every, every, every CD on the day of the launch of the release. And I remember being so, like I was, I remember feeling, oh, this is, this is it. Like this, I'm, I'm, I'm sure about this path, you know, like I'm really happy I'm doing this because the sales went on. I think that's one of those affirming things. Um, you're not really sure if it'll work, but then it, it turns out well in the like, yeah. yeah. So a paying audience is great for an artist. So I feel like because of the world is becoming more digital, we are trying to figure out how artists can be more paid. And I, I'm hoping that this pandemic will actually reveal more ways for artists to be paid because our, our, a lot of our work, the bulk of our work is consumed virtually. You listen yep. to the music online. You you listen to the music over and over and over again. 
but you know what gets the artist is peanuts yeah and i'm kind of hoping this pandemic you know makes it easier i like that um both um spotify and soundcloud have added uh, like a, a cash app or like a link or paypal or whatever link for you to for the artist to kind of get something but then i i feel like it in, in a sense, it, it depends on the audience. Like I want something that like a payment meter that's automatic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping this pandemic helps the entire industry kind of refigure out how to make the artists benefit more from having their, their content online. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think also one of the missing components that I've, I've realized or I've just observed is that artists are really not good, I guess, business people. And, or business oriented in the sense about you know selling the music because like you mentioned merchandise i think that's a great way to actually um make sales outside your music but it feels like people are just so like absorbed in the art they don't really focus on the business and another thing i've noticed too is that even though they may have like quote-unquote management is maybe their friends or you know somebody in their smaller circle who's managing them who's not really that business oriented or am I just looking at it wrongly? I mean, that's a, that's a thing that has been, you know, touted for so long that artists are not business oriented. And in a sense, I agree, but I feel like that's how the world has set it up. Mm-hmm. It has set it up in such a way that even an artist who is good, you go to the artist and you know, you have to like, you know, this thing is a value, but you, you don't want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I feel like the, the the existing conditions are the art the work that you are producing automatically should be paid for exactly. and i feel like if it was like that because like you can't go to a programmer and say it's like it's like saying in another world it's like saying a, a, um, a programmer isn't business oriented the the product speaks for itself mm-hmm. like yep. you know that you cannot go to a programmer and say oh can you help me with like a program can you like help me with the code and um I'll pay you with exposure or like do it for free. You, you can never ever do that. Yeah, yeah. You can never do that with, with certain career lines or like with certain um, roles, but because the world has set it up and, and art is a lot of, you know, um, at least in at the go or like the first few seconds you, you interact with it. A lot of it is aesthetics and we have this relationship with beauty that doesn't always mm-hmm. equate to, to value. Yeah. I feel like the world is already set up to, to you know, devalue or not fully value art. Well, but with that being said, it, yes, because of that, we, a lot of artists aren't, you know, automatically business tuned. It's always hard to demand for your worth. It's a mm-hmm. little bit harder because mm-hmm. this is the world you came to meet. And yeah. so it feels like an extra, it feels like extra work to to have a business module to your art, right? It feels like extra work to have a business module. But yeah, there, there is, I guess it's true, there is a business approach, how you package your art, for instance, which, which channels um, you have to do. I think mostly for me as a performing artist, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, I don't want to say struggle, I'm learning to like adjust with this. Being, a, being an artist, like a voice artist means I have and and how the how social media in itself works yeah. it, it, it means i have to create content to to maintain an audience right yeah. to maintain my audience's attention yeah. and for me that means being an extrovert and i i'm really i really am not <laughs> right <laughs> i'm not i would rather like i don't want to see people i don't want to interact with people um i mean if if i listen to this thing like please i like you back but like <laughs> I, I don't i don't like it feels like an added, right? An ad, like something I have to be deliberate about as yeah. opposed to creating my, the core of the content, the, the music or the poetry, which comes easily to me. Mm. But like creating content, extra added content to maintain my audience or to keep my, me in my audience's mind, that's mm. added work. And all that yeah. is marketing. You know, all that is business yeah. oriented, right? And yeah. I think... That's something artists are learning. Um, yeah. Huh. So I worry about introverts. I worry about introverts a lot. 
Wait, so so through all these years that you've been performing, writing, all that stuff, you still haven't gotten over that whole like extroverted performing thing? Or like Oh no, I don't. Really? I don't think I ever will and I'm okay with it. I'm I'm very okay being introverted. I people most people don't believe that I'm I'm an introvert and I'm like, I'm okay. Like I don't mind if you don't believe it. But I think for me what really works is um I'm short sighted. Um mm-hmm. so when I'm on stage, I can't see shit. Like, not that I'm blind, <laughs> but like, I can't see people's faces. I can't make you, I never wear my glasses on stage. And so it almost feels like I am alone. I'm aware of presence, right? But I can't really make you out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that actually helps me to be a better performer. Oh. Because I can't, yeah, I can't fully focus. There isn't an object of focus to distract me. Um, yeah, but so, yeah, mm-hmm. just I, I think no matter how many times I perform, I will still always be this girl who um, is introverted or you know enjoys her own company or enjoys being by herself. Well, yeah. So basically, your short sightedness is kind of like um, a strength in a way because you can it helps you perform. <laughs> yeah, this is that's the only time I enjoy being short sighted. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So as far as like inspiration, I w- I'm always w- wondering because sometimes I also like, I'm a bit creative myself in the fact that I try to write, you know, stories like fiction and stuff. Like what is your inspiration when you're actually coming up with content? Is it something just, is it the in, in external environment? Is it stuff you read? Like where does it come from, especially as you're doing what you're doing? Hmm, this inspiration question, I tie up last summer, mm. but like for you, like, yeah, don't, don't take it too personal. Oh, no, I, think, <laughs> I think, I think, and my answer always is, it's, it's, it's everyday life, you know, for me, I, one of the things I'm, I'm realizing about myself is a lot of, a lot of creating for me, not even just writing happens when I'm not like happens in my head happens when I'm not creating like a lot of writing happens when I'm not writing a lot of things happening in my head so I do a lot of processing a lot of reimagining or co-constructing environments or worlds etc in my head before like I actually sit down to write I also do I think this thing that I feel like everybody does or should do is like anything randomly that I see or I feel or I hear that I find interesting, I jot it down. And I, I mm. like, I have this whole list of random things which make no meaning on its own, but like there are collections of things I, I see or have heard of experience on a day-to-day basis. And so I have this archive of things that I've collected or that I've written. And I have this, you know, conversation that's happening in my head all the time um plus living life you know so at any point in time i feel like something is happening it could be with my own it could be like in a in a you know turmoil or inner questionings it could be just my own world or it could be like in tangents to what's happening around me um and what's happening around me could be right in my room or in my like outside what i can see or in in my what I have a relationship with, example, Ghana or Accra mm-hmm. or my mom or my friends or random strangers, etc. So I feel like at any given time, something is happening. And that, that really is what creating art is about. Like it's not, it, it isn't that we are creating new, completely new things from scratch. Not to say that completely new things aren't being created. They are, but a lot of the bulk of things are, exist are things that you know aren't new but but the experiences may be new to us and that kind of feeds into my creativity personally for me my inspiration comes from everywhere yeah i know that may be cliche but it comes from everywhere no but 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 also i think as creators most creatives that i know also kind of being one is that we kind of have these i would say i'll put quote unquote we have these demons that we actually kind of fight most of the time so do you think, like, do you have those, like, quote-unquote demons that you fight with? And, like, how do you get out of that funk to actually start being creative again? Hmm. 
demons i (laughs) i think i think it's it's i mean if we're ever going to use you know in in the in the related to just i try not to kind of use that tag because i feel like sometimes it's abused as creatives not to say i i I don't identify as one but i feel like sometimes we we shroud ourselves in such a way that it's almost like oh you are this unique (laughs) like it only happens to you i'm not saying that you aren't like we aren't unique but i i i yeah, I feel like we all have demons, not just creators, right? We sure. all have demons that sure. we're kind of battling with. And, and we, it comes out more with, with the creators because it's our identity. It's kind of what we, um, we, we show our work through. And yeah, so for me, writing really helps me. Um, writing especially. Writing helps me a lot. Um, um, to use the word fight my demons. Writing helps me to process things. Writing helps me to, you know, question things. It helps me to analyze things better. It also makes me very patient, mm-hmm. um, because if if like I'm I am very much in my feelings, or I'm emotional about something, and I take the decision to write first before interacting. It slows down. It slows down my emotions and helps me to like take a better inventory of what's happening. And um, so yeah, definitely writing helps me with my demons, or it helps me process things better. Uh, I think there are different stages of the creating process. So I would say writing helps me more than say performing, if, if that makes sense. Like I love performing. Performing helps me to, I think to interact with people better, but writing helps me to be like a better person at the core. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I say that because I, I'm just remembering like growing up, I think one of the ways that, I always say it's a gift and a curse sometimes because the curse part is that, it totally changes my mood. So what happens is that I can express that more with poetry or writing, and that helps me more. So it's almost like, yeah, it's bad, but you know what? It actually has gifted me. I, I don't know if it's gifted, but it's gifted me with this writing ability that is kind of unique to me and to some people, and it helps me. But at the same time, I hate it because it puts me in a certain mood that I, I don't like. I don't like being in being at all and whenever I get out of it mm. I'm really happy mm, that's interesting it, uh, so the, the mood it puts you in is always one that you do not like yeah exactly it, I don't like it but then I find that I can use that to write I don't know how it works like okay. I really don't know how it I, works I think I, I understand what you mean I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Like, I think people channel some certain things into the arts, like whatever it's pain, whatever is, whatever they're going through, they channel it into their music, their writing. And I think that some, like I was saying, some creatives use their demons, I guess, to channel it into being artistic. Mm. Well, yeah, well, I, I think personally for me, um, so you know how you say like writing puts you in that mood i feel like my mood precedes it like the mood mm-hmm. whatever it, it comes first and then writing helps me to deal with it mm, right right and i always say good writing is I, I i don't think this quote is originally from me i'm sure somebody has said this but good writing is rewriting so like what mm-hmm. i share with the audience is rewritten stuff mm-hmm. and that rewritten stuff it's a polishing process so by the time i'm doing the polishing i'm not in that mood Mm. right i've yeah. already the initial drafting that says so like writing is like my therapist like you know mm. so yeah. like the mood was like a precedent to the writing coming in to come and meet it so for me it's that's i'm saying it's like a slight reverse for you the writing um the writing is like an undertone of the mood like the, you need to be in that mood to write and for me the mood comes and the mood can stay forever even if i don't write mm. right but if mm-hmm. if i if the mood is there and i write it helps like it helps the mood to 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 be more understanding or to suppress or to ease out um etc yes yeah, so i think yeah. it's slightly different for me in in that i do enjoy when i have 
when I'm writing, especially when it's not writing for the stage. That's why I'm, I always say, like, for me, writing primarily is like a com- communicating with self, right? It's yeah. different from when I'm specifically writing, say, fiction or like this particular poem. But at the, at the core of it, it's just like talking to yourself, which I yeah. do a lot. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, kind of talking to yourself. So for me, like, I'm just writing to myself, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But yeah, I think over the years, I've, I've, I've tried to be like my writing. I'm trying to use the writing as just not when I'm in the mood, like just whenever I feel like it. So I'm trying to get away from that. And it's interesting how like there's two sides, like the great writing comes when I'm in the mood, but the okay, well, I feel like the okay writing comes when I'm not in the mood. So I'm trying to work on that aspect of it, just trying to perfect the okay writing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I know you do like a couple of things. Like I, we know that we know that you do the writing and the poetry, but then you're also doing like other things. Like yeah, it seems like you're going into other, I guess, media content areas. Like you're doing video videography right now. I guess I guess you're forced. Oh, but you're but that, that can't be serious. Please don't take me serious. Yeah. No, but because I, I watched the uh, Kwame Nkrumah video you did and it was pretty good like the editing and everything it was pretty good no but I didn't do the editing for that I didn't do the editing but you recorded it right no so like no. I didn't record um no I, there's going to be a, two more videos that I recorded you, you will ah but yeah but, yeah but you did the recording for yeah, those but I'm like, I didn't record it yeah yeah but future recordings you're the one doing the recording yeah something like that <laughs> So, so, so are you going to do like more of that in the future? Because like you just started and I, I wouldn't say you're kind of o- OCD, but you, I think you like to do things very well. So you started doing the recording. Are you going to do more in the future? I don't know. I want to, not on myself. I generally just kind of want to document more. And um, yeah, I, so people I have worked with <laughs> complain that, um, like so, so when I'm working with, for instance, when um, the video was being shot, like sometimes I have, even even with like everything else that I've worked on, um, if if I'm working with an artist who's working on a visual for something, I usually plot out how I want the thing to look like. Mm-hmm. Right? I always have these things in my head. I always have these things in my head. So I, I think it's going to be interesting, kind of interesting to kind of do that myself plot it out in my head and try to execute it by myself and see how difficult it is um, or easy it is. I think it will help. It will help me be a better creative, but most importantly, it will help me understand other creatives better and work well with them as well. That's good. That's good. So who's like the, mm-hmm. wait, hold on a second. So who's like the best person you work with so far? Like who's been your best, like, I guess, um, creative partner? Hmm. That's a tough question. Creative partner, creative partner. Or do you feel like you work best when you're by yourself? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do work better by myself. Even when I work with other people, I work better when we are both well prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I work better when we are both. I find it very, and I, I think, I find it very frustrating if I'm like we are working together and one party is better prepared than the other. It makes, yeah, it makes the work a burden. Um, so I, I, in in both contexts, it has to be well prepared. But I, I like um, working with people where we can we you know even though we have we have set goals there's an ongoing conversation like mm-hmm. we can keep reworking we can keep cutting we can keep having the conversation until the perfect thing is um, worked on um but yeah i have i have i have had like very good creative partners i feel like almost everybody i have worked with um ha- have have been great um and I'll, I'll mention like a couple of projects so for instance um black girls glow all mm-hmm. all the stuff the behind the scenes people are competent perfect and work within their right so from jjom to cube um to Sousa, 
um, to Pamela, to Ria Boss, like everybody brings their game. And that's because like there's a preparatory session, you know, so we all know the parts that we have to play. And it's, it's, it's so, it feels, it makes the work so much better if everybody, you know, um, brings their best. And, and so working with people like that, it's, it's, it's quite easy to work with people like that. Mm. Um, another example would be on Tampered Press. Um, so I, I work with um, the behind the scenes that there are two editors and then there's um, one visual designer. Um, so there's um, Ephraim and there's Jude. Um, and like the first, I, maybe the first issue, we, we, we had a lot of conversations about how the thing should look. And because the first issue, it worked well, subsequent issues, like we don't have to have that same conversation. Like you can get the work done in, in a few hours compared to like the first week where we, it took us a while because we, we now know what it looks like or what ideas we have. Even when things drastically change, we know how each member kind of communicates. Um, and so it's easy to move with the flow. Um, yeah, so I've, I've had some really great creative partners over the years to work with and who I still work with. So that's been great. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay, let's um, switch gears just a bit. I want to ask, um, like, if I had to give you a scale of one to 10 on like 10 being the highest, how, how much do you, would you say you miss Ghana at the moment? Oh, 11. Oh, we should open your borders. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready to come home. I miss really? Ghana a lot. Okay. What do you? What, I miss what? the food. The food. Uh huh. What a else? Lot. I am dying. Like if I get okra stew right now, I feel like I'll be a much better person in life generally. Um. Yeah, I miss Ghana a lot, and I think it's even heightened now because we are. I'm stuck in mm-hmm. the room, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just really stuck and I feel like what's the point? I could be at home. I could be and I could be with my family yeah. and with my friends, but like I'm stuck in a city with no family close. So mm. I feel like being on lockdown has even heightened the 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 craving for home. Um, yeah. yeah, I really I really miss Ghana. Okay. Okay, I have a question. Um so even with I know you you say you miss Ghana and everything. So the question is if I give you the scenario, right, where I said that okay, what's gonna happen is that your family would move to where you are and your friends move to where you are, where you're surrounded by family and friends, would that like lessen the need to come back to Ghana or is it some being in Ghana feels just different? Oh, it will, it, 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 it won't, it will lessen it to some degree. Like okay. now maybe it will be like, I don't know, six, mm-hmm. but it, it, there still will be that longing. And I think this, that longing will still be there because of the work I do or the work I want mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And the work I do and want to do is rooted in, in community. And that community happens to be in Ghana. If the work mm-hmm. I want to do or the impact I want to create isn't in Ghana, I, I feel like what's the point? Hmm. right so i feel like that's that's kind of also one of the reasons why i miss home because um, i want to work in ghana um, or i want to belong in ghana and i want to belong physically not you know nostalgia Hmm. or like as a memory i i want to be present i want to do the work there I think that's that will that miss that that thing will always be there but yeah Hmm. of course in my family and my friends and the weather could come along with it. It could come along with the weather. Um, that would be great. Okay, okay. Yeah. Another scenario. If we moved you from that cold weather of Chicago to a better place, like, would that make any difference? Because I'm always asking because um, when people move out, I always find that they, their potential gets a bit inc- more increased because they're exposed to more resources and tools to actually further whatever they're doing than opposed to being here where everything is like hustle 24, you know? So I'm I'm always asking about missing home. Is it just the family? Is it just the food or is it just something else? Like, or is it that you've lived here for so long, you're used to it and now being, not being in anymore is a bit different. I mean, definitely, it's not just the, 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 the family, friends, and food. It's, it's, you know, it's the community. 
So I imagine that if, for instance, I wasn't living in Chicago, right, and I was living in, say, Atlanta, and which has statistically more black people, yeah. and one, I, 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 you know, when I was moving here, I honestly didn't think it was a big deal. I thought, it was, I, for me, it was like, oh, you're moving from across to Sakari. I know that that's naive. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, I, I accept my fault. Um, I honestly didn't think it was a big deal. I felt like when the age of technology, I could keep in mm-hmm. touch with my family and all that. It's not a big deal, but it's a huge deal because, and it's a huge deal because I had community back in a car that I mm. took for granted. Oh, okay. Especially as an artist, I can get up and organize shows. I can get up and organize workshops. I can get up and be part of things. It's not like that here. The culture is mm. different. It's yeah. completely different. You can't just get up and do You need to know certain people. You need to belong to certain people. You need to have before you can start things off, right? Mm. And, and this is like I'm moving from a country with 28 million to a country with 329 million. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like their, their social um, um, make is much, much more different yeah. um, as a country and as a state. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's completely different, yeah. And so it's, it's I, it definitely, is not just the family and friends and everything. It's, it's how, it's community and how easy as a person you can adapt, mm-hmm. right? And, and make relationships. Yeah. And I feel it was hard for me because one, I was, yeah, I just feel like one, my, my, my temperament or like the kind of person I am really influenced how I, I survived here. And so if I was the, the outgoing type who makes friends on her own, I feel like that would have maybe been easier for me. And, um, yeah, I feel like that also like counts how easy it is that you can create relationships or you mm. can you know form bonds. I think that really contributes. So if I if I probably had that and, and how easy you relate to the people around you, the, all that, like how 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 easy you can belong to a place um determines how well you can um thrive there. That's true. Yeah. So okay. It definitely isn't so much like, oh, Ghana is the best. Um, right. I honestly think like nowhere cool. Every place has its issues. True. And, you know, as, as human beings, you can assimilate wherever you are put. You can grow wherever you are put. And just, um, there are, but there are, lot, there are lots of factors that play into that. And knowing those factors and knowing yourself helps to mm. move forward. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know you're, you're, you are introverted. So I guess going to a whole new place and trying to adjust might take a bit with a, a little while, but what has your adjustment period been like? Like, have you been able to find new friends? You know, how's your dating life going? Is it like, how's, how is setting up shows like, like what's been the adjustment? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, what word can I use? I, I'm, I'm struggling to find a, a, a word that kind of encapsulates everything. But like when I moved here, I was, I was in a school community, okay. right? And so I was spending most of my time in the school. So in a sense, that was, that was my community. So I made friends within my, my cohort, my department. And, and I was working in the school as well. So my work... Um, colleagues, um, etc. So I, I find I so that was like a community that I had to create, mm-hmm. um, and then um, I, I it's almost impossible. I, I wouldn't say impossible, but like it's not. It's different from like I wonder how it would have been like if I wasn't in a school community and I had to make a community from where mm-hmm. I live. I yeah. live in North Chicago, which is dominantly white, right, uh, and it's this is not like Ghana where you get up in like when I when I was in Ghana I, I lived at New Fadama right you wake yeah. up you, you 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 silently greet your neighbors like whether with your mouth or with your head and I've been doing that for over 20 years that's my life oh. I'm used to it I'm yeah. okay with it your neighbors reach out to you when they haven't seen you in days they automatically ask like there's 
there's a living community, right? Here, the long and short is nobody, nobody gives a shit. Like mm. you, you get up. I, I, I honestly don't know who my neighbors are. Oh, wow. I don't, I, I only know my neighbors, like, like the one who lives directly across from me. I don't know my neighbors above me. I live in a, an apartment complex, like it's a story building. I don't know my neighbors above me. I don't, you, you don't, everybody is. And if you, attend, like, it's not like, it's not from lack of trying. Right? I remember when I got here and you know, God, where you go, are you greet? Yeah. Right. If you don't like, I'm so used to doing that. I got here and I remember the first few days I would sit in the train and I'll greet, good morning. And people would look at me like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> um, and it took me a while to stop that, to realize that this is a different culture. People aren't used to being greeted on the trains. Oh, Mind yeah. your business. And yeah, you see? So it's like, um, um, and like trying to find community in the city itself was much and is much harder for was much yeah. harder for me than than you know in the school community because the school had created its own community of sorts so it was easy to kind of find the people and try to be part of them but for the for the city itself it was it was a little bit hard it was hard it, it was still as hard i think the only way that i tried to kind of find a community or make some kind of relationship outside of the school was i i started looking for actively looking for um, um, poetry slams um, or poetry shows and that was also something I was very disappointed with I came here thinking it would be so everywhere mm -hmm. uh, you know as compared to Ghana but I think the side of, of town that I was living um, poetry isn't like the. I think there are more poetry shows in the in South Chicago so, yeah. in the South Side yeah and I wasn't I live almost two hours away from um, south side so it, it became even though i managed to get to the south side but i couldn't frequent it like i would i would have loved to um um you know try and make some community but yeah that was also something that i tried to do to to to, to form a community or to be part of a community yeah so, you know it's yeah. funny it's sounding like you kind of landed in the city very very city place where you can find it because i remember for me, for instance, when I first left Ghana to go to school, like I went to college first, and I think the place where I was living, it was very, it was a very small community and everybody knew each other. So it was very easy to assimilate, I think, for me. So I think you were living in a city life where everybody's like, mind your business, do what you got to do yeah. and get home. Yeah, so I, I exactly. Think, yeah, it's totally sounds like your environment is just very city like. It's yeah, almost like, so it, it, it does. I'm saying it depends where. It yeah. really depends where, because, um, like I have a friend who lives in this in in a smaller city in a very smaller town, and it, it just feels like everybody knows their neighbor, but because mm -hmm. the houses are it's, it's it's a flat, it's not a story building. It's like everybody knows their neighbor. They know who lives here, etc. So it's quite easy to kind of try to be in somebody's business like if we yeah. if we are you know recoaching it. but it's not like that for the city there's there are millions of people here and everybody's trying to survive nobody cares if you greet or if you're trying to be um and you have to even be careful because it would it would look like something else mm. um, um so yeah i think i think it differs it, because of because i keep i'm living in a city city that's why it's um it's, it's that way and if i was if it was another scenario it, would, it would probably wouldn't have been the same yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense so have you like fostered any personal relationships and when i say foster have you you know been tried social i know you're introverted but have you tried socializing have you tried dating have you tried you know clubs things like that so um social yeah i i did try to go to the clubs when i go here and it's it's really not my thing yeah yeah, it's, it's, um, I just, you know, in Ghana, I, I, do I even go, Ghana club is different too. Mm, and really? even Ghana club is like different. And Fadama, when you say Ghana club, it's like, you're going to the Yamiche club. You're going to sit, drink beer mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. eat kebab, right? Yeah. That's it. You sit mm -hmm. here at the clubs, you stand. Yeah. You stand and you keep, and I'm just like, nah, that's, that's not my thing. Um, <laughs> um i haven't i haven't tried dating here no i haven't um i have i have i have made a lot i've made quite a number of friends we've gone out um 
a lot of movies, a lot of shows, a lot of parties and um yeah, I think I've I've tried to do a couple of those a couple of those um so I've tried. I think I've had my fair share of trying to socialize. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're doing well. I mean, you are doing some, like, I've seen you post like you're doing, you do shows sometimes and, you know, performing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So it, with this whole, like, I guess, like lockdown now, now everybody's kind of moving online, trying to do like, you know, whatever, if it's club-ish stuff, online without like Instagram live and stuff. And I'm, I'm always saying that, you know, it's cool, but it's not the same effect as being in front of actual live people. So it's the, yeah, definitely the, not the same. Yeah. Cause I remember I saw a video, which was interesting. It was a, like a standup comedian. She was saying that, you know, she doesn't think she's ever going to do like the whole IG live standup stuff because it's not the same. The effect is not the same when you're with the live audience. And I think it might be the same where you're performing for people with poetry or readings. Yeah, it's not the same. I, I had um, two virtual shows this week and it was very, very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was, and I was telling them, it, it, feel, it feels like talking to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is not the same as performing live because when you're performing live, and I, I'm always saying this, when I'm performing live, of course I can't see, but I can, I can hear. When, I, when I'm performing and I know where, where the audience interjects, like somebody will snap and somebody will say, mm-hmm. go girl, or like somebody, you know, you have yeah. that interaction that you can hear, right? And so it's not the same. And, then, and these were Zoom shows (laughs) these are zoom shows right (laughs) so i i it's definitely not the same and i miss that i miss the the little little noises people make when they're performing Mm -hmm. or the movements and you know i really miss that and i feel like maybe the closest could could be ig because Mm -hmm. you know when you're performing with ig the comments are popping out yeah but for me i find that distracting when i'm watching Right when yeah. I'm watching um, like a live, an IG live, and people are commenting, I find I'm even distracted watching the person and looking at the comments. But I I see that people enjoy commenting like every second. Maybe maybe it's working for the audience. I don't know about mm-hmm. the artists mm-hmm. how it's working for them. Um, but like when I'm doing IG, when I I think I've done just one IG live. I, I don't wear my glasses, so I can't even see the comments <laughs> in the first place. Unless, like, I put my face into the phone. Yeah. And I don't feel like people want to see me. So I just, like, relax and listen to whatever is just going on. And I try not to read the comments. But, yeah, it's definitely not the same. And I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a model that kind of integrates that thing, that being on stage and having the audience... Um, oh, I know virtual, I know. virtual I know. reality. But I feel like if if something like that could be done, and artists could be paid, because Ooh. the thing with Instagram Live is it's it's not paid. Laugh is not getting anything. Yeah, if something like that. So I, I think Erica Badu has has her own um, live thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's today. Yeah. yeah her own life thing and I, I it's it's great that but this is an individual thing I, I it's great that she's you know finding ways around it and I think there was she's had two shows so far one was one dollar um per show you just like you pay one dollar and get the link to the video um mm-hmm. and I thought that was I think that's a good module that mm-hmm. if if something like that could happen it could be fine like it's virtual you don't it's it's convenient for both the artists for, for the for the yeah for both the artists and the audience I do worry a little bit about the sound yeah quality it's not the same like mm-hmm. and if it's performance like do you have all the equipment that you need to yeah it's it's not the same but we'll, we'll see how this goes probably yeah. will give us more options to to share our content yeah. yeah yeah i'm hoping so i'm hoping that nowadays um the, the Ghanaian market like in ghana people will actually find innovative ways to make money you know while mm. trying to be digital with their, you know, their content. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. Okay, um, 
almost about wrapping up, but let's let's quickly um, touch on this last thing. Um, there is this thing about creatives. I don't know if you noticed it or if you heard about it, but there's this thing about creatives in Ghana sometimes, or I don't know, maybe, maybe it's most places, but the thing is about creatives are kind of, um, what's this word? I think clicky, like very clicky or very, I don't want to say snobbish, but it's like they're their own people. They're in their own bubble, their own circle where they don't tend to go outside that bubble in a way. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've noticed that or if you heard about that, but they stay in their bubble. They don't really reach out. They just hang out with other creatives and then that's all they do. Hmm. I haven't had this before. I was going to ask you um, if you could give me an example. Like, could you say I'm an example of such a creator? I'll say no, because you kind of you, you kind of deal with a multitude of different people. Like, for instance, if I have to say, if I have to give an example, I would say somebody who is, um, let's see, let's say they're doing artwork, like digital art or physical art. I don't see them interacting with other people. For instance, maybe business person, a tech person, or just okay, somebody. I get you. Yeah, somebody outside of their normal, I guess, comfort zone or just their bubble. Yeah, I don't see yeah. that. So I'm wondering, have you seen that? Have you heard about that? And just what do you think about that? Um, hmm. I think, yeah, I think that's that's a tricky thing to answer. I think it could be several factors in you know in terms of accessibility mm-hmm. and also um temperament i feel like for me it's it's it personally for me it's easier to reach out to other people other creators that i want to work with who are not even like you know in my line of work yeah and that's because of the kind of person i am if i'm working on a project the project is more important to me than anything else and so However, I want to achieve it. If I feel like another creative will be good to come on board, I will reach out and you know try and work. But some people are genuinely scared, or some people mm. are are you know um, snobbish too. Some people also feel like maybe they are a little bit too big or a little bit too I don't know. Some people 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 have their reasons. Yeah. But I think the one thing I personally I would term it differently is there's a lack of collaboration in the art, in the creating scene. Yeah. I think that's what I wanted to go with that. That's, that's a very huge thing for me. And me personally, I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it within, within the industry, like within your line of work Mm -hmm. and outside your line of work. I want to see more writers collaborate with, I want to see more poets collaborate with musicians, collaborate with, with code and, programmers collaborate with engineers i want to see yeah there's a lack of there is a lack of collaboration why do why do you think there is a lack of collaboration though like what i feel like it's a lack of vision Hmm. okay it's just it's just something that they haven't envisioned i feel like Hmm. it's a lack of vision and if more people a few people start doing it maybe more people will follow suit Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, but i personally feel like it's a lack of vision yeah that's true. Do you think going forward for you personally, do you think going forward, maybe what you would do is like, what are your plans going forward with your arts or your, or your career? Like, how do you see yourself maybe in the next 10, five, 10 years? Are you going to be doing more of the art? Or are you going to go venture into more of the work as far as professionalism, like with what you're doing now? I'm definitely going to be um, doing a lot of things. <laughs> I know that's a big answer, but I am, I am just not one to be stuck in, in one area. Yeah. Um, that's just not me. I'm going, to, I'm going to work in different industries. I'm going to cross work. I'm going to collaborate. I'm going to, and even if the collaboration isn't with people and it's with, with um, fields, like if I have to go and learn architecture to kind of mm-hmm. figure out something out, I will do it. Like, I'm just definitely going to, expand the you know put the possibilities of my of my ideas from from one genre of of artistry into different yeah. genres yeah so that's that's yeah. really what my future looks like 
Do you know what I think would be perfect? I think maybe what? you should start like a creative agency and maybe you could actually do everything at once and just be the head manager of everything. Hmm. So the thing is, <laughs> I don't have patience. Really? <laughs> um, I think people are very annoying. And this is why I'm like, I, 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 <laughs> this is why I'm an introvert. I think people are very, I, it's, it's hard working with people. I, I, mm. I've been told that before. It's the same way I've been. I remember when I was in school and I was asked to take a leadership position and I was very reluctant mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, people are hard to manage. And that's the, and that's the truth. I, <laughs> I respect anybody in leadership positions, even the politicians who I have a hard time um, believing that they won't go to hell. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, I think it takes a lot to, to be a leader and, um, who knows, who knows? I'm not slashing it out, but like, I'm not keen on that mm. for now to be honest, but, um, it's, mm. it's an idea. Interesting. Yeah. So you, you would probably be, a, if you had a choice, you'd be a dictator. Like you maybe say, Hey, no, if you do this or not, I don't want to be a dictator. <laughs> I just like, don't want to deal with people at all. Oh. If that's possible. Yeah. Like I don't want to deal with people at all. Are you, are you more prone to be like behind the scenes and let, and let people take Definitely. Like, the spotlight? Oh, okay. Definitely be behind the scenes. I, mm. if I could perform without my body, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> wow. So you use like <laughs> a hologram. A so you use like a hologram, just like here's poetry. Yeah, that would be dope. If, in fact, if we could have that for live performances, like I would be in the house, right? Wow. But there's a live performance, like in a like a concert and people and i would just yeah that would be dope I would, that would oh be dope. my gosh yeah this introvert thing is really affecting how you do stuff <laughs> oh my gosh okay well this has actually been a good chat um i really want to discuss like this multitudes of stuff we can discuss but i think we're going like an hour and 30 minutes now <laughs> and i think i don't want to like hold you back for doing what you're going to do today so i think we can end it here okay Okay. okay. Yeah. Good. But definitely if in the future maybe we can do more episodes, that'd be good. We can talk about other stuff. You know. Okay. okay. About, yeah, this was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome and stay safe and I'll definitely keep checking up on you and seeing what's up. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.